Have you ever forgotten anything? <laughs> you have ever forgotten something permanently? Exactly. How would you know if you'd forgotten it permanently? What have you forgotten before? Just call it out. Keys, okay. A kid. Yep, that happens. Wallet, sure. Oh, I was halfway to Fresno, realized I'd forgotten, pulled over to fill up my gas tank, didn't have my wallet. Fortunately, I had enough gas to get back home and then go back at nighttime. What else? I saw maybe a hand. Glasses, yeah. You notice when you forget those. Yeah, Roman? A shirt. Teeth, okay. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> forgot to be somewhere. Yeah. I forgot one time I was preaching at this church. That was one of the worst things ever. The, the guy that invited me to speak was there with a musical group, and a few songs go by. He says to his brother, hey, do you see John? No, don't see him anywhere. A few more songs. Say, hey, you got anything you want to share? <laughs> well, let me think about it. <laughs> Eventually, the one guy filled in, and he was the nicest guy ever. He called to apologize, saying, hey, I, I want to apologize. I must have given you the wrong date. That's grace right there. I have never forgotten that I recall to preach somewhere since then. What else have you forgotten? Your Bible. Sure. Yeah. Go there and you, you, you miss your Bible. Oh, yeah. People come up to you and say, Hey, John, it's so good to see you. And who are they? You know, have you practiced that face of recognition while you're still... People can tell when you're processing and you don't know who they are. <laughs> Sometimes you try and put on a face of recognition while you're still processing, trying to recall it. I guess that's kind of deceptive, huh? <laughs> what else? Pray. Forget to pray. Yeah, appointments. Forget your cell phone. You feel like you've left your brain somewhere if you're, if you're hooked on your phone, right? One time I forgot Sarah's name, my wife, while we were dating. It wasn't to her directly, it was to one of her friends, and I was, <laughs> I was going to say something to them about how I knew Sarah. Oh, you're one of the classmates of... And then my mind got distracted with some other thing that I was thinking about, and I just had this momentary lapse of sanity where I totally forgot my girlfriend's name. And it was awkward, because they could tell. And so then I had Sarah, I told, I just said, let's not mention this to Sarah. But then I said, you know what, I've just got to talk to her and tell it to her myself directly. So I did that. And she thought it was funny. And then she and her classmate also thought it was funny. I've never forgotten her name since then. Neither. She's never forgotten that either. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> so... We do different things to try and remember so that we don't forget. Ty and Lodi, we're not ready until the end, so you can have a seat if you want. 
We're going give, to give you some opportunity to share a little bit later, but we're going to go through a few things first. But what are the, the things that you do to help you remember things? Okay, you make a list on paper. Okay. Oh, rubber band around your wrist. Okay. Some people used to tie a string on their finger. Has anyone ever done that before? Okay. Four of you have done that. They say just make sure it's a slip knot. Otherwise, you'll have a string on your finger and you won't remember why. It'll be stuck there if you tie it too tight. What else do you do? Didn't quite hear that one. Pray. Sure. Make sticky notes. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Alarm. Alarms, plural. I do that, too. Multiples. Okay. Yeah. Put a card above your mirror. Sometimes people do in the bathroom. Yeah. Exactly. I did that with some things just this last couple of days. Put that on the carpet right there. I'm not going to forget it on my way out. Set a reminder in your phone. Ask Siri. Hey, Siri, make a reminder. Oh, yeah, write it on your hand. Yeah. What were you saying there, Roman? Tell Alexa. Yeah. That's an electronic for those of you that it's, that spies on you in your home. <laughs> well, we have one, I know. <laughs> Amazon gets to hear all of our top secret conversations. What's freaky, though, is when we're in the other room and all of a sudden she'll chime in with some comment. And, whoa, her ears are better than most people's ears. So we do all sorts of things to try and get us to remember so that we don't forget. You know, one of the things that, you can forget a lot of things in your life, but one of the things you never want to forget is the good things that God has done for you in the past. The blessings of the Lord. And at the end of the year, it's a good time to take some time to remember the good things that God has done for us. So at the end of the message, I'm going to ask you to share briefly a blessing from this last year. So start priming your minds. But I wanted to look at a few Bible verses as we start out, that emphasize just how important it is to remember and not forget what God has done for us. So open up to Deuteronomy chapter 7. First, we've got to remember where Deuteronomy is. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Why is it important to remember the blessings of God? Deuteronomy 7 gives us a good reason. And we'll look at verses 17 through 19. Deuteronomy 7, verse 17 through 19. Are you there? No? Okay, thanks for your honesty, Roman. <laughs> we'll get there. Deuteronomy, fifth book of the Bible, chapter 7, verse 17. I'm reading in the New International Version today. It says there, you may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? God saying to the people, ultimately, when you enter into the land, you might get freaked out because you see how 
powerful the people who are occupying the land that I'm going to give you will be. Verse 18, but do not be afraid of them. In my Bible, the next word is the word remember. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. I'm about to give you this land. If you get afraid, just think back on what I did for you when I took you out of Egypt. And what did God do for them taking them out of Egypt? There were those ten plagues that allowed Pharaoh to finally say, all right, get out of there. And then they got to the the sea. There was no way forward. And God made a way forward, parting the Red Sea. Then they had no food. Well, God started to rain down bread from heaven. He gave them water from the rock. Even oil from that rock, it says in Psalms. God provided for all of their needs. So God says, don't forget what I did for you. Verse 19, you saw with your own eyes the great trials, the miraculous signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you now fear. God's saying, don't forget what I did for you. I'm going to do it for you again. So if you have fear for the future, remember how God helped you through your fears in the past. It will guide you into the future. Don't leave Deuteronomy. Just flip over to Deuteronomy 8. Another reason. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Once again, in verses 17 through 19. Look at this there. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But, then there's that R word, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. And then he gives a warning. He says in verse 19, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you that today that you will surely be destroyed. So God's saying, If you start to think when you get into this land and you become wealthy that you're the one who did it, look out. Remember, I'm the one who gives you the ability to make wealth. Some of you are blessed with wealth in this world. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Remember, God gave you the smarts, the ability, the opportunities to make that happen. Those of us that aren't wealthy, praise God, we don't have the temptations involved in being wealthy. We can praise God no matter where we are in life. But remembering God's blessings helps us avoid fear as we remember how he delivered us in the past. And it also guards us against self-reliance and pride. Keeps us humble. Go to Psalm 77. This is a great one about remembering. Psalm 77. Psalm 77. At the top it says this one is of Asaph. Written by Asaph. Psalm 77, verse 7. Will the Lord reject forever. 
very honest confession, journaling of Asaph here. Will God reject us forever? Will he never show us favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld compassion? Selah. You know, it's not just us today who sometimes wonder if God has forgotten. Back in Bible times, they too asked the same question that we had today. And they were a lot closer to some of these big miracles that we read about. Human nature is the same throughout time. Even the people who witnessed the miracles of God parting the Red Sea, they too, having, having seen it, chose not to trust in God. So proximity to miracles doesn't necessarily equate to faith and dependence on God. Asaph was saying, have you forgotten us, God? But then he decides to do something. Look at verse 10. Then I thought, to this I will appeal the years of the right hand of the Most High. I'm going to remember what God has done. Verse 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. All your ways, or your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? He goes from being in a funk, being in this gloom and doom mentality, and he starts just remembering what God did a long time ago. And all he can do is start to praise God. Verse 14, You are a God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty right hand, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. And he continues on talking here. If you're facing a trouble and a trial in your life, if you're facing discouragement or fear, or risking self-reliance and pride, take some time to remember what God has done. I can remember one time, I was preparing for a summer program. I was nervous. I was afraid. It was a big project. I wasn't ready for it. So I'm reading in my Bible, and I come across a verse that strengthened and encouraged my heart. So I just wrote a couple of words in my Bible to commemorate that moment. Well, the next summer, I happened to be in the exact same position, and I was nervous and afraid, a big project ahead of me. How am I going to get through this, God? And I said, God, show me something. And he led me to the same passage. I read it and I said, that's a perfect verse for what I'm dealing with. And then I noticed those two words I'd written. And I remembered that I had been in the exact same situation one year previous. I had the same feelings and thoughts and anxiety. And I remembered how God had delivered and had blessed. And it gave me strength and encouragement to go through the present difficulties. Why should we remember God's blessings? Because it helps guard us against fear. It helps guard us against pride and self-reliance. It gives us confidence that he can do what he's done in the past. And maybe not even necessarily for us. Like, maybe you can even just remember the stories of long ago, like Asaph was doing. And it tells us that if God can do something for them, he can do something to help someone like myself. This afternoon, if you want to read an awesome psalm about God and his goodness, read Psalm 103. It's one of my favorites. 
Psalm 103, read it this afternoon. Forget not all his benefits, it says in that psalm. You know, God used different things to help people remember. Throughout the Bible, you can think about different things that he used. For example, in Exodus, we read about all these different festivals and experiences that God gave people to help them remember. Sometimes God used experiences, events, ceremonies to help people remember, like the Passover. In Exodus chapter 12, we won't turn there, but Exodus 12, 26 and 27, it says, And when your children say to you, What do you mean by this service? You shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, for he passed over all the houses of the people of Israel and Egypt when he struck down the Egyptians, but spared our houses. Your kids are like, Hey, why are we doing this? This is to help us remember what God did for us in getting us out of Egypt. So God used events and, and experiences. They ate food, specific foods, to help them remember. They did specific things, putting the door, uh, or uh, different things with the blood, and they did different things to help them remember what God had done for them. They remembered the things that were done. But he also gave us the Sabbath day. He gave us the Sabbath day as a reminder, a whole day, each week, to help remind us what he's done. Deuteronomy 5.15, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. This is a, a repetition of the fourth commandment. And the Lord brought you out there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. In Moses' retelling of the Ten Commandments, he told the people, God commanded you to remember the Sabbath day because he wanted you to think about it in the context of your deliverance from Egypt. The Sabbath reminds us of deliverance, of God's rescuing power. And there in the fourth commandment in Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, it says, Therefore, or at four and six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. God, in the fourth commandment, he gave us the Sabbath day to remind us of his creative power, that he made everything. Our life has meaning and has a purpose. You know, the Sabbath is not just a day where we don't have to feel guilty about not working. The Sabbath is intended to be a day of remembering God's power in our lives. God's power in creating the world. God's power in delivering his people, in delivering us. God's power in what he will do in the future. So as we think about our activities on the Sabbath, do activities that help you to remember those things. It's not simply a day to not work, to have an excuse to give your employer, sorry, I can't work today, holy day. Sure, that's good. But it's so much more than that. There's deep meaning in the Sabbath. And if we're not experiencing that meaning, then we're not really remembering the Sabbath. So he gives us these days, he gives us these experiences, but he also gave the people some physical things. Like, for example, in Numbers 15, it talks about wear a tassel, a blue tassel on your garments. This was for the people back then. And it's going to remind you about the law. Something physical that they were wearing that just reminded them, hey, follow God. Keep his commandments. Obey him. They also were told to put the law in various places. 
Even like put it on your doorposts there in Deuteronomy 6. Teach it to your kids. Um, when they came across the Jordan River, they set up some stones. They put an altar there. And in Joshua chapter 4, it says, when people, your children, ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? You shall let the children know Israel passed over the Jordan on dry ground. Put up some stones. Make some, a pile of rocks so that people later on will remember what God did. God used physical things. He used experiences, and he also used stories. Tell these stories to your kids. Put this in writing so that people will know what I did. You can't do a sermon on remembering God's blessings without reading this quote to you. This is from the book called Councils for the Church, written for our church. It says, In reviewing our past history, having traveled over every step of advance to our present standing, I can say, praise God. As I see what the Lord has done, I am filled with astonishment and confidence in Christ and our leader. We have nothing to fear for the future except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teaching in our past history. We were counseled by one of our founders of this church. Don't be afraid of the future except if you forget how God's led us in the past. So spend time remembering. We can do it in physical ways. We can do it through experiences. We can do it through written words. But find ways to remember. So how are we going to make this practical? Because I want to give you a chance to, to share some of those blessings in just a moment. But what are we going to do with this? How do we remember what God has done for us? Well, one of the easiest ways, one of the most surefire ways, is to write it down. This is a journal. And I'll be honest, I don't journal that often. So I can fit, I can cover a, a large span of history here. But it is so cool going, reading back through some of the things that I've written. And you can maybe notice if you're sitting close enough that there's pencil writing here and then there's some ink written over, over here. That's because I've gone back and I've seen some of my questions and prayer requests and I've written down what happened. You know, I'm asking these questions. You know, is this the way you want me to go? And I have got a circle. <coughs> Excuse me, and in that circle I have the word N-O. No. Pardon me. I even have some like cartoons that I've drawn in here. You, you can do all sorts of things in your prayer journal. It, it's really quite incredible. So write it down. Now maybe some of you don't like to write down what God's done for you. Type it in your phone. Type it in your computer. Uh, or maybe you don't like to do that. Just get your phone out or some sort of recording device. And when you have an answer to prayer, Make a video of yourself telling yourself this thing. And then later, you're going to find it on your computer seven years down the road, and you're going to be encouraged. Because otherwise, if you don't remember it, it's like it never happened. If you don't remember that God answered your prayer when you were really struggling with this thing, you won't be benefited by that experience in the future if you don't find a way to record it. So either write it down or record it, but find a way to make it practical. Or maybe 
Maybe you want to create an Ebenezer. Do you know what an Ebenezer is? Ebenezer was the, was the name of that stone. That uh, was it, Jacob? Was it Jacob? Um, set up a stone saying, This far the Lord has brought me. God has brought me this far. I'm, I'm setting up this stone. So whenever people pass by that stone, when he passed by that stone again, he remembered what God had done for him. And I'm just saying, really practically, you might want to put up a, a stone in your yard if it will remind you of what God has done for you. Otherwise, don't do it. I'm not telling you to create a shrine in your house, right? Uh, I'm not a, like an advocate for tattoos or anything, although people do that to remember because they really want to remember something sometimes. So find a way to make it practical. But another great way to remember what God has done is to take time telling other people about it. Expression deepens impression. So right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to express a blessing from this past year. Um, let's do it short. Just take sh short opportunities. We've got Lodi and Tai uh, with some microphones. But just take a, mo a moment. Think about a blessing. Think about an answer to prayer. And then just raise your hand and we'll give you 30 seconds to share that blessing as a church family here together. Okay, we got our first one right over here. As we're talking about remembering things, um, well, I'm 56 years old, and a couple of years back, I started losing my memory, hmm. little by little, but I got on a one point where I was kind of really bad that I went, that I almost got into the wrong way driving. And my son was with me and he goes, Dad, what are you doing? So I look and I said, what? And I stopped right away and I got a chance to back up and go on the right way. And that's what I noticed. I said, well, I guess I'm gonna have to stop driving already because what's gonna happen? And from there on, I always have to carry somebody with me, either my wife or my grandkids, whatever. So I don't, I fear my going myself because sometimes I didn't know where I was going. So one morning I woke up and I was really bad. My memory totally just uh, uh, feels like it was black. I couldn't think. So I sit down on the sofa and I started talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know how much I love you and it's too early for me to lose my memory. How am I gonna praise you? How, what's gonna happen to me? And I said, I know I really trust you and believe that you can heal me. And at that moment I grabbed my and back of my head because it seems like that's what it bothered me and right on my forehead. And I said, Lord, I know you can heal me right now. I really believe this. Well, he did right there and there. And right now, it, I would say not 100%, but I would say 
maybe 95, 98% good. Wow. That Lord healed me right there and there. Praise took God. the darkness right there out of my mind. And this is something that I have to tell you guys because that's what we need to do. Hmm. Tell everybody what the Lord has done for us. How amazing he is. Amen. And he loves us and I love him so much. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you for, so much for sharing now. Who else wants to express verbally a blessing from the Lord? Marcy has something. We'll need the microphone for you, though. I don't need a microphone. Well, we need one for, for the recording and so that everybody can hear. He keeps my 25-year-old car running. Can you hear me? Oh. Keeps my 25-year-old car running. Amen. Praise God. And many other things. <laughs> That's a blessing. Who else has a blessing? Anita. I've been at this church 25 years, and... I raised my children here. After my divorce, um, there were two years where the state could not get my funding correct. Um, when you divorce and you have children, often the spouse's wages are attached. And the record will state, because I love the Lord, not because I'm better than anyone else, I came to church and paid my tithe when I had no money and no food. I'm serious. I, I tell my daughter, do you remember the day that I went out into the fields and picked the apricots and the tomatoes and gleaned the fields? And she says, yes, I know why, Mom, we had nothing. And I can tell you that during that two years, there was a controversy and challenge between um, California and Oregon, where my ex-husband lived. And it wasn't because he wasn't doing his part. It's because the state had, it was just the system was really bad. And I wrote a letter to um, Gary Condit at the time, and Gary Condit took care of it. And it was a miracle because after about two years, the checks were coming. His, his uh, wages that had been attached for two years, they were coming right and left after I wrote that letter. And I'm telling you that learning to trust God and remembering, I came to church and paid my tithe because I remembered what the record states, what God had done for other people. And I remembered what God had done for me. And I can tell you that it was a miracle. Those checks were coming right and left. My ex-husband would call and say, I'm sorry, they're taking the money. I don't know why you're not getting it. True story. I have the letter from Gary Condit today. I want you to know this is a very personal story, but I want you to know that God is real. Claim his promises. He will not put anything on you you cannot bear, and he will provide a way out of all of your trials. 
God bless, friends. Amen. Thank you. A couple more. Who else wants to share a blessing from the Lord? In the back. Yes, we'll get one to you, Pastor. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. According to the writings of Ellen White, it would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation with the life of Christ. Hmm. We should take it moment by moment and let the imagination grasp its sin, especially the closing ones. In my ministry, I tell you, my friends, I remembered a lot of wonderful things that the Lord has done for me. Hmm. During my stay here in this church, I remembered also the goodness and the hospitality and kindness of our brethren. Year, June 2009, I also remembered the times when I almost, uh, I almost uh, passed my way. Two times, I had my stent on my LAD, and second time when my daughter brought me to the emergency hospital because I'm choking to death. My dear brethren, the writings of the Lord is really very, very good. We should not forget the way the Lord has led us in our past history. Amen. The thing that God doesn't want us to do is to forget his leadings. May the Lord bless each one of us today and we should try to focus our attention upon God. Bless the ministry of this church. Amen. Thank you so much. Is there one more person who'd like to share? Mago. morning. Uh, grateful to be here this morning. Uh, grateful to uh, share a little bit about uh, my year of 2018. Uh, I just want to share that <clears throat> some big uh, links have been broken in my life. Mm. Some chains have been uh, slowly, slowly just uh, breaking every day. And uh, I want to thank uh, Almighty Lord that he's uh, He's been there for me, and, and Romans 5.8 says, you love me at my darkest, and uh, he has. He's Amen. been with me the whole time, and the thing is uh, to acknowledge the fact that he was always uh, in my heart, and the reason I survived was because the fire in me burned harder than the fire around me, and I'm grateful for that, and I want to share about that uh, a little analogy that I share with my wife and my pastor John, uh, that it's like uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a train and that train goes into a tunnel and it gets really dark. We don't tear up our tickets and jump off the train. We trust in the conductor that we're coming out. So I trust in God that I'm coming out of that darkness. And I wanna share that because that's the love that I have in my life today. I get to look at myself in the mirror and tell myself, I love you, Mago, and thank you, Lord, for loving me when I couldn't love myself. Amen. 
And that's the kind of Lord that I have, that he's been merciful. And he has shown me grace in my life. And 2018 has been a lot of learning, a lot of growing, a lot of uh, just remaining teachable and, and wanting to grow with him and, and understand that, that he's good to me today. You know, the, the love that he gives me every day. Um, I could never uh, imagine myself a year ago uh, sitting here and, and sharing this with you from my heart. You know, but he has softened my heart and he's good to me today. So I just keep reminding myself in, in Romans 5, 8, you know, he loved me at my darkest. And that's all I got. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone who shared. I know we could probably spend hours. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yes, I'd like to break, uh, thank the Lord today for my healing of my cancer. I had Praise year, God. two years ago. Hmm. But it started out with a shortness of breath, and then they found, they had an x-ray, and then they found the cancer, a small spot on my lung. And then they took a quarter of my lung away. And then about six or eight months later, I still had the shortness of breath. And come to find out, it was my blood pressure pill that was causing my shortness of breath. Hmm. But I thank the Lord for my shortness of breath because they found the cancer that was so small that they took a quarter of my lung, but I didn't have to have no chemo or no radiation or nothing. Mm. So it's all a blessing to God. Amen. And I could go on for hours on the blessings of God this year and the year before, my finances and my health and my life and what he's doing in my life spiritually. He's such a good God and you can't outgive God. Mm. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. You know, something that I observe about these testimonies is, is not that the story was, I was here and then everything became awesome all at once, or it, it was, I had difficulty in my life, but God helped me through my difficulty. Uh, and that's the life experience. As Christians, we're not immune to suffering and trials. But if we stick with God uh, at some point, and maybe we have to wait till the kingdom, he's going to make all things right. Um, another way to remember is with pictures. Super easy with our phones these days. As we close, I just wanted to share a few pictures. People who got baptized this year. I didn't get all the pictures from everyone, so if your face isn't here, I'm sorry. I tried. Um, super great. Uh, last night you shared the Bible studies that you and Thai got to go through to lead up to her baptism preparation. Of course, the Gates Trio, Miss Eva studying with her grandkids. What a blessing that was to see them get baptized and, and uh, involving them. And you taught them to, to return tithe even. And what an awesome thing. And Marcy, after all these years, giving your life back to the Lord in a public way, People were praying for you for 50, 50 years, right? And it's just so amazing to see what God has done this year. Joshua, young Joshua getting baptized, uh, 10 years old, saying, I want to choose to follow Jesus with my life. Um, just amazing. Trini, how awesome to see you 
this year in the baptismal tank. And, and what a blessing you are to our church and to your family. And uh, just amazing thinking back. And the baby dedications that we have. I didn't get all the pictures from each one, but we can think back in our memory of the, the dedications and the, the new life that was brought into our world and the new life that's about to be brought into our world. And it's a blessing. Like I say, I didn't get all the pictures, and we had many events this year that touched our hearts and blessed our lives. So however you're going to do it, the message is simple this morning. Don't forget what God has done for you. Find a way. Start writing it down. Once a month. Once a week. Four times a year. Take time just to pull out a pen and paper. Pull out your computer. Pull out your phone. Record it. Build something in your house. Put a picture on your wall that reminds you. Find something. Take pictures. Make a photo album. Do something. And share the blessings of the Lord with others. And you'll be blessed, and they will be blessed too. Let's pray. Dear God, I pray that we will not forget, but that we will actively remember what you've done for us. Give us opportunities, even this day, to share the good that you've done. Encourage our hearts. Bless us, we pray, as we head into this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a happy new year, and I will see you next year.